I'm Marian Kolbisak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. I'm at Hims here talking with Anahi Santiago, who is CISO at Christiana Care. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you, Anahi. Now, you were speaking at the conference about third-party risk. What are some of the top challenges that you're dealing with these days concerning third parties? Uh, there are so many, um, but I'll list the top. I think, one, I think one of the most emergent challenges has to do with our now reliance on third parties to conduct business and the availability of those third parties um, to, to keep us resilient. Often um, these third parties have incidents and become unavailable and our organizations have to scramble to figure out how to still continue to do business without the, the partner. So now with that said, you know, we see a lot of cybersecurity incidents, including ransomware attacks on vendors and business associates in the healthcare sector that result in breaches and sometimes even disruptions at the covered entity clients. What would you like to see vendors and business associates do better to reduce these risks to covered entities? Is there a common thread of weakness that you see often among third parties? So I want to be fair to the third parties. I mean, incidents are going to happen and no, no amount of investment in information security can guarantee 100% that they're not going to succumb to an incident. Um, so in terms of what we'd like to see them do better, be more transparent, be quicker to, to communicate when, uh, when a breach has occurred. Sometimes we find out about it through our third-party monitoring systems or health ISAC and not necessarily directly from the vendors. So if I could ask for one thing, is better communication. And what sorts of incidents are you seeing with third parties these days? Is it more of a matter of you know, their dependency on other companies and them sort of also being left in the dark? You know, are they being subject to the same sort of attacks that the covered entities are? What sort of mix of things are you seeing? I'm seeing the same thing that we're seeing with covered entities. It's mostly ransomware um, and data exfiltration, which is rampant across not just our industry, but across all industries. And so what we're seeing is pretty aligned with the rest of the world. And when it comes to efforts to monitor third parties more continuously rather than mainly when they're signed on to provide a service or product, what's your advice to healthcare entities? Is there anything that you're doing in your organization you found particularly helpful or effective in managing third party risk that other entities might want to consider doing? We were talking about this in the, in, in the session in terms of just the ability to scale is becoming really challenging when it comes to continuous monitoring. So we do rely on third parties to that offer this kind of a service to do the monitoring for us. And we also rely on organizations like Health ISAC um, that come out you know, on a daily basis with ransomware leak um, information, other information about breaches and threats. And so my recommendation to organizations is don't, don't try to do this alone because it's really hard um, and it's not scary. So leverage the third parties and organizations out there available to help you augment your third party risk management program. And when it comes to continuous monitoring of vendors, what sorts of things are you interested in seeing and knowing about? 
I'm, I'm interested in making sure that uh, the security posture and controls that we agreed to contractually and during the onboarding process are working effectively, um, that their score ratings aren't dipping significantly, and certainly one of the things that, that I referenced that we leverage these services for is alerting us when there's a potential breach because we don't always learn from it from the vendor. And are these, uh, are they, I don't know if they're all new requirements or maybe they're sort of evolving requirements, are they being built into like BA agreements? Are, are vendors pushing back on any of these sorts of things? Not, not, the pushback isn't there anymore, at least not as rampant as it used to be when I started 18 years ago when the vendors would all say, well, nobody's asking us to do this. We all knew that um, we were. Uh, but now it's pretty standard practice to, to not only do the assessments up, up front, but also to uh, attach security terms to most of the contracts. And what about addressing software vulnerabilities in third-party products? Any practices that you've found in your organization that helps you stay on top of these issues when they come up? And how do you set your priorities when there's always sometimes a flood of these things at once? Yeah, it's hard work. I, you know, it starts with requiring them to have a mature software development lifecycle that includes security. Um, it also, you know, requirements around uh, external reporting of vulnerabilities and, and responsible disclosures, and, and really just holding the vendors accountable to what's in the contract in terms of patch management, vulnerability management, communication, and just overall cyber hygiene. And do the requirements or your expectations of vendors change much depending on the types of products that they supply? You have software, obviously, and you can see where things might be more risky. But then you have products like you know, smart TVs and hospital rooms or, or things like that or OT sort of devices. Is that, you know, how do you manage those sorts of vendor risks? So we, we have different standards for different types of vendors and the services that they provide, as well as whether they're cloud or on-premise. But I've always been of the belief that if it's connected to our network, regardless of what kind of data it's processing, it poses a risk to our network. And, um, and so for us, if it's, if it's attached to our production network, we treat it like a risky um, thing uh, and then manage that risk to acceptable levels. And finally, Anahi, anything in particular when it comes to emerging technologies that you're kind of keeping a close eye on right now when it comes to, to security, but also technologies used by clinicians that they might be interested in using, whether it's AI tools or whatnot, that might pose security risk to you, but you want to know about it. You know, we are, uh, Christiana Care is a very technology forward, very highly innovative organization, and we really like to embrace technology um, at the onset. And so that presents unique um, but positive challenges for, from an information security perspective because some of these things that are out there that we're, that we're leveraging, uh, frameworks for security haven't necessarily been designed for them. But because we are so, so technology forward, um, part of my role is to make sure that I am staying two or three steps ahead of the technology and building out those capabilities so that when we're ready to start leveraging some of this emergent stuff, um, we've got the framework in place to be able to enable our caregivers to be successful. Well, thank you so much, Anahi. I've been speaking to Anahi Santiago. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.